Blog Talk Radio. For the Bobby Eaton Show, yeah. giving you information you'll want to know, speaking on issues affecting us all, and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Okay, hello world, good afternoon, good evening, or wherever you're at on the globe. Hey, and welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show, where mm-hmm. we tell our stories our, our way. way. How are we doing, Sans? Doing just fantastic. It's real hot out there. It's humid out there. Huh? Oh my gosh. It's right? like, woo. Well, right now we're stepped at it. Steadfast at 93 degrees. Mm, that, but it's that, not going to be any better tomorrow. Tomorrow you're going to wake up. You'll be able to have your coffee on the on the front on porch. The front, yeah, Can I do that? Kind of. Watch what time? Well, you don't have to do that pretty early, like about six o'clock in the morning when the sun first comes up. <laughs> I'm up normally around that time. Eventually, six, okay, so mm-hmm. you're good then. Mm-hmm. So eventually, the the temperature is going to get up to 97 degrees tomorrow on a Thursday. Friday, we're going to wake up with 80 degrees, going all the way up to 99 degrees. So you know that heat index is going to soar also. Saturday, that's when I want everybody to check on the elders. I want you to check on your animals. Make sure everything, cover your plants, whatever you got to do, put them in the shade, put them inside, whatever. Because you'll wake up with 75 degrees Saturday morning, but we will get to a high of 105 degrees. Tomorrow? Saturday. Saturday. That's Sorry. For Saturday. Sunday, okay. it's going to go down just a little bit. You'll wake up with 73 degrees. We'll get to a high of 97. So basically all this week, it's going to be, be hot. Pretty hot and mostly partly cloudy. We might get a scattered little bit Sprinkles of rain yeah, here like and that. there, but... On the most part, it's just going to be very hot. So, yeah. we, you know, you really have to make sure we take Drink care of plenty our elders. of water. Stay hydrated. Please do. Most definitely stay hydrated. That's what so we that's, need. Yep. And then with everything that's going on, too, um, Bobby, with this coronavirus thing going on and people, um, you know, I'm getting so many different um, takes on this mask thing. Oh, some States and cities are making it it's mandated. You know, you, yeah, you gotta you know, wear it. You know, uh, yeah. Lawton was it Lawton? Lawton, yeah, yeah Lawton. they're one they're, of them they're, too. They're one of them. Well, the Oklahoma Department of Health uh, yet today reported 673 new coronavirus cases across the state. Now that brings the total cumulative number of states positive cases. Now we're just talking positive, positive cases. Yes. Po- those positive to 17,893. Too many. So yeah, well yeah, it's it it is still too many. too many. Three additional deaths were reported today, but none have occurred in the past 24 hours. In K County, one male, a uh, female who was 65, in uh, Oklahoma County, and in Tulsa County, we had a, a man 65 or older, and at that age, but we lost mm, him. So mm. you know, I mean, we how, how do you safe. feel? Well, that's what I feel. Yeah, stay safe. I was reading an, an article on Sweden today where you know they just practically just said, you know, hey, business as usual. Not only did they suffer deaths, more deaths than America per capita, but they also suffered economically too. So that kind of makes you wonder. Well, what's you know, the most important? Life. I think life, life, regardless of economic growth, well, you life know, is more important. And hashtag 45 wants to send our kids. He wants Back to, to school. schools in, in and, the fall. And is threatening to cut funding mm-hmm. if, you know, if you don't open don't. up your school. 
So I That's crazy to me. It's crazy, and a lot of people are starting to do the homeschool thing, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because, I, I mean, if I had children, grade school, grade school age children, I'd, I'd be very reluctant to send them. How are you going to keep, how are you going to keep elementary kids school away, kids, from kids away from each other when they like to play together, talk together, slobber yeah, and catching a cold? Almost be impossible. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just impossible to do. Yeah. So, but, you know. But that's what it, he wants to do. Well, you know. Open up I to think, all schools and, I think he has you know, ulterior motives, too, behind that. I do, too. I really do. Well, what you think about uh, getting on another subject? What's that? What do you think about Mr. Kanye West saying he wants to make <laughs> <laughs> well, That's a joke to me, you know, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't think that uh, he has the capability of intellect politically to handle things. like. Oh, Could you see him going overseas talking to a foreign no. A no. minister or somebody over no. there in another country. And he's such a, a, you a, know, a Trumpster, too. Yeah, I, I, My take on it, Bobby, is this is just once again, because, you know, we all know he, that's, 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 that's hashtag 45's boy. Yeah. This is, once again, another uh, distraction I, I, I to make young people you know, who really love Kanye, mm-hmm. they'll take the, the vote and you away know what from I, Biden. And that's what will happen. They'll yes, vote for Kanye. Yeah. Yeah, they'll put his the name young in people there. Are yeah. registered to vote just to vote for Kanye. Yeah, I think it's a you know, and the thing about and the thing about it is, is that uh, you know, you have to have some kind of political educational knowledge to be. And we see that because of who's sitting in office right now. Yeah, right. You have you see to see that. You see that, and you know, if you don't have some integrity and some mm-hmm. honesty, mm-hmm. and you know, you can represent the position well. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Brock, he he was well and classy and stylish, mm-hmm. yes. even though he missed the boat on some things. You know, well, what, I must say what, what that you, too. Uh, yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he was a two-term president, you can't do everything for everybody. Well, with our you know, history the way that it was, yeah, and, but, and then all of a sudden. But you know, I understand for African American people, there wasn't very much done upon the the Obama administration. Do you for think if he had it, that it would have been through? Do you I, think that, that? I think that if Congress some things would, if he was able to, because his hands were tied well, on both said, sides, no matter what he does, yeah, right. They voted everything down. Yeah, it didn't gonna, matter. So, so what's the hands is tied. Yeah, so there didn't, I mean, he did something for the uh, Latino community yeah. and, uh, and the, uh, the gay okay. community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he did, there was some things passed for all of that, but, it, but what we have now is just yeah. terrible. It's just and terrible. we have someone in office who is just, just kind of edging everybody on with this, you know, racist. Oh, it is racist. Rhetoric. See, racism is the number one topic today. Yes. Everybody's mm-hmm. talking about racism mm-hmm. and what can we do to change it? Mm-hmm. I see young white people with Black Lives Matter signs mm-hmm. and, and uh, mm-hmm. no justice, no peace signs, mm-hmm. and because they are tired of mm-hmm. what their ancestors and all of them had implemented to. African Americans well, and slavery and everything. They're able Racism. to see it with their own eyes. Well, when you see something with your own eyes, you tend to believe it rather than even though it. when you see it, they have black friends today. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of them have black friends in their schools, on their football teams, on their basketball teams, and and the culture of black culture with the rappers and stuff. Mm-hmm. They'll listen to Travis Scott and they'll listen to all this and black. That's co- something that's always puzzled me, mm-hmm. Bobby, is you know, white culture has always felt so superior to not only just us as black folks, but most most cultures, period. In general. But they try to replicate everything that our culture is. Because, our hair, yeah. our skin, uh, our, our song, yeah. our dancing. Yeah. I mean, when you're unhappy with yourself, then you try to go somewhere else because 
We have built this nation because of us. Mm-hmm. That we have the White House. We built the White House, That's the right. Constitution Hall. We we did everything. Mm-hmm. We brought culture here mm-hmm. that they didn't have, and they always want. I remember when we used to play over here in North Tulsa. Me and Charlie Wilson and the rest of the guys mm-hmm. playing in the clubs. Mm-hmm. They would come across the tracks and sit in the audience to try to get some of that soul. Mm-hmm. I believe you that. know. And so yeah. it's always kind of been that way. Mm-hmm. But you know, politically. We need to change what's going on through policy. Mm-hmm. And once you start changing policy, then you can start going somewhere. And understand that defunding the police department does not mean cutting out our, our, our law enforcement. It just means no. taking some of that third of the, the monies uh, that oh, the state right, has exactly. and put it Put it in places, venues. into mental health and other because places they don't in like the community. Called, they don't like being called to those those, those um Calls. Those calls that they get, they don't know how to handle no, that. They don't, and they don't handle it. And so. you see how they do handle yeah, it when they well, are called. We know that there's a defense going on Did right there. Did you see the um, which one? The Facebook thing. Uh, well, it's been viral of them holding the brother next to the tree saying, yeah, you yeah, know, I saw that. It's a big thing going on about, I mean, it's just too many things. And these young people are like, like that little girl was crying, oh, I don't understand. I, I just hate my parents because of the way they feel. They're saying that, you know. Uh, George Floyd, he, he deserved it. And that's well, see, right. that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. These young people are not standing for yeah. it. You know, yeah. they're not standing for all that nonsense mm-hmm. and foolishness that's going on right now. So they're standing up. It's more of them protesting than us. And that is you know? the only and, reason why things yeah. are getting done. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a shame? It's a big shame. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a great show going on. Yeah, we today. got a great show. Hey, oh, we hey, got the we man got a himself great show. coming off in here. Kojo Osamoa Caesar's in the house. Woo! You know, yeah. he's running for Congress, and we want all you guys to get out and vote for Kojo right. because, hey, he's a man with the plan. And, and you're we- going to hear that plan. And it's just going to be for the betterment of us here in Oklahoma. Right. That's we need ba- change. We need right. change. We need change. Change, change, change. Like change, Aretha change, used to say. Change. <laughs> change. 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 Right. Aretha Franklin. Right. That's right. Right. So we're going to take a little short pause for the calls. And uh, we're going to be right back with Kojo. So we want you to dial a number. That number is 918-856-3873. Again, one more time. It is 918 918- Eight five six three eight seven three, and uh, you'll be able to tune in and talk to us and ask the questions as necessary. And uh, we want you to do that here on the all new KBOB eighty nine point nine, and that's what we're talking about. All right, we'll be back.
Black Community Radio, y'all, right here. Live streamers 24-7 at kvob899.com. All right, we're back. Ooh. So, hey, that was a good one. Yeah. Had a good a big payback. Big payback. And that's what's happening. That's what's huh? happening, yeah. It's a big payback. Very appropriate. All right. <laughs> and that's what's going on. Yes, hey, indeed. in the studio. Whoop. Cold Joe, yes, sir. Yes, Osamoa sir. Caesar. Yeah. How I you doing, like my brother? I just like that name. That's like yeah. one of them Barack Obama names. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, bro? I'm doing terrific. I'm hey man, welcome back. You know, yes, it's, it's been a minute, mm-hmm. but uh, we got good things going on, man. And uh, you're sure, running man. for Congress. I am. You are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you got my vote. Thank you. you. Know, I'm Most on, definitely. I'm on. Put it out there. Yeah. You. you know what I mean. And uh, tell us a little bit about. Um, where are you originally from, man? So people will know. Yeah. So, you know, I always, I am, well, one, I'm a husband. You know, let me start off. Okay, let's start off with that. Introduce myself. You oh, know. There you go. Kojo. Introduce yourself right there. We ain't even got to yeah. go there. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. Husband. Yeah. Kojo Asmoa Caesar. I'm a husband. Uh, my wife, Onika. Um, we've been married for four years. Just celebrated four-year anniversary. And she's um, a beautiful June. woman, too. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. We have uh, I'm also a father to a newborn yeah, baby girl. Wow. You just had yeah, one. Huh? Just oh had my one. goodness. How it's many a baby months, girl? How, how many months she's, now? Well, she's 12 weeks. Um, 12 oh weeks, my so goodness. Weeks, um, she got you wrapped, right? Oh, yeah. She has me wrapped <laughs> like, like a mug. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had her April 10th, so right wow. in the middle of this yes. pandemic. Right. You know, um, and how did that? Did, did man. Man, hey, Were you, you able to be there with her while she gave birth, or how well, did they handle I, that? Thank Thankfully, I was able to be there with her. Um, but we went through it because um, we were like, you know, got to go to the hospital and deliver this baby. Right. You don't know who's walking through those doors That's and right. what they got. So right. we decided to go with a home birth. Yeah, because we don't expose ourselves. Yes. Or, you know. But then Tuesday, so Tuesday comes around. That's the April 4th was when she was due. Mm-hmm. I remember that date because that's the day that. Martin Luther King was assassinated. So I was like, I'm going to have a baby on the day MLK dies. Yeah. But um, so, you know, my wife starts having contractions. Mm-hmm. Tuesday goes along. Then we have Wednesday and Thursday comes around and no baby. <gasps> so um, no, no baby, no baby yet. You know, no, no baby. baby yet. So um, and my wife is, you know, going through these contractions. She's being the super woman that she is. Uh-huh. Um, and so Friday early morning comes around. We have a doula with us. We have a midwife, you know, um, and she's like, might have to go to the hospital because, you know, we run out of time. You know, mm. your water broke, you know, last night. And oh, yeah. yeah. So 
so yeah, so we ended up going to the hospital. Um, thankfully, I was able to go in there. Our doula was able to come in there with us. Wonderful hospital staff. I was so grateful. Wonderful. And so after 77 hours, oh Whoa. finally Ooh. arrived Ooh. Hadessa Eden. Beautiful girl. Oh, baby girl. Yeah. She is, she's beautiful. beautiful. I've seen the pictures. Yeah, alert. Mm-hmm. Her eyes wide open, just ready to take on the world um, <sighs> and change our lives. And yeah. so it's been awesome. Um, so yeah, so husband, I, father. Um, I got a question. Yeah, go ahead. Any more in the making? <laughs> you know, this the you wrong time. To, this the wrong time to ask that question, right? Because after you've been through seventy-seven, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, we're like, we yeah. might not do this ever again. Oh boy. <laughs> but, but no, I'm sure Patton will want to um, do it yeah, all over again. He's still young. Again. Yeah, um, man. Um, your little brother or sister to play you know, with. You know, yeah, my wife, before we went through this process, she said it's criminal to only have one kid. Always. You got to give them, you know, That's yeah. somebody right. to be with, talk yes. with, you and know, play be with. Responsible. Right. Responsible. You know, get in yes. trouble with. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. yeah. Bobby, you But if you, if you think like that, you going to keep on having kids because then my yeah. best friend is like well you got to have three because if two of them are fighting you need the mediator <laughs> yeah. you know you know for oh, you, need a, you need that a mediator yeah. you know? uh-huh. no i'm the mediator <laughs> i'm the mediator yeah right. Right. i got you i got you uh, so, so yeah so i'm a husband i'm a father and then i'm a son right so you know i'm a son of you know immigrants who came to this country from ghana west africa in search of the American dream. And that has really shaped a lot of my life and a lot of my story and my journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you have parents who leave their homeland, leave their family and their friends and their familiar setting, travel 5,000 miles across the Atlantic Ocean, come to a strange land. And right? when, what year was this? This was 1983. Oh, okay. I was not born yet. So I arrived in 1986, three years later, mm-hmm. right? Um and and because of their sacrifice, I was able to have, you know, a lot of opportunities that I wouldn't have otherwise had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able to go to great public schools um, in Alexandria and Annandale, Virginia, Northern Virginia, right oh, outside right. of Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Oh, you're yeah. in a good place. You're on East Coast. Yeah, East Coast mm-hmm. Do you ever go home to your homeland? To Ghana, yeah. I've been so... Are you, do you speak the language fluently? I do speak That's it. I'm, I'm starting to lose it a little bit because, you know, <laughs> I don't speak it as often as I need to. I understand yeah. it. Um, yeah. but, um, the, so at the age of two, so my mom, you know, and my dad split up. So when I actually arrived, my dad wasn't there. And my mom is a single mom. She's working, trying to put food on the table. And then, you know, she had finished um school in Ghana, but the credits didn't transfer. Yeah, over here in the United States. Right, so you have to kind of start over. So she's working, going to school, trying to care for me, trying to navigate this new world. And so at the age of two, she had a big family back home in Ghana. They said, send them back here, you know, um, so you can take care of what you need to take care of and, you know. Because you're already an American citizen. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You you went back to Ghana? I I went back to Ghana at age two and stayed there until I was 10 years old. Oh, oh you, you really got some root. You got yes. some real roots, huh? I mean, oh, yeah, you haven't were, forgotten your, oh, your yeah, language. No, my, my formative <laughs> years were there, you know. So yes. A lot of the values that um, was instilled in me early on are still with me. Like, you know, if you're in Ghana, anybody who's not your mom or your dad 
is your uncle or your aunt. Right? <laughs> no wonder yeah. why we do that here. Yeah, yeah. Right? it's a cultural thing. Yeah, huh? it's a cultural yeah. thing, and it takes a village to raise a kid. So right. you're coming back from school and you're cutting up. They look through their window. They can step out and, and they can take care of you. Yeah. That that's, that's what right. they used to do back in the day. That's exactly. right. Yeah, that's right. So, I know. I got mine. So we, yeah, we had mm-hmm. we had this shared responsibility, this sense of shared responsibility, and then you know you respect your elders, right? For sure. Exactly. And so there was no disrespect. You don't talk back. You know, you don't. You don't if, interrupt their conversation. If your elder says the sky is purple, you're right. it's yeah, purple. You, it's just, purple. you just nod your head. You nod your head, right? You know, <laughs> that's right. And then that's the wisdom that comes, right, from, mm-hmm. you know, years and years of having to survive and make it. And mm-hmm. you realize, you know, these are not just norms that come out of thin air, right? Um, mm-hmm. They're developed by people who understand the struggle, you know, yeah. um, and so it was a great upbringing, and I learned so much, right? Um, and so, yeah, so speed through the story. I went to public school. Then I went to college at Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. Had a great college career, was student body president, got a chance to found the biggest community service organization on campus called wow. Trust. And then, yeah. what was the name of school again? Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Yeah, University in Norfolk, okay. Virginia. Um, but then from there, yeah. you went to another college. So I went to law school. I went to College mm-hmm. of Rome and Mary. Um, and before I went to law, that summer before I went to law school, I went back to Ghana. All right. Oh, so I was mm-hmm. 2008, 22 years old, went back to Ghana. My mom, at age 40, had suffered a stroke. Mm. So she got sick. And she spent some time in a hospital here, racked up a bunch of bills. The health care system, expensive, can't pay. So then she had to go back to Ghana so the family could take care of her, right? Yeah. Um, and then I hadn't met my dad, and you know I'm starting, I'm becoming you, an adult. You had never, never met, met my dad, so I'm have, I have all these questions, and right. so I'm seeking him out. I heard he was in Ghana, so you know, so I was going back to Ghana to see my mom, see the place where I grew up, and then also try to find my dad and ask some of these tough questions, and you know. Mm-hmm. As a man growing up, you want to know this. Right. Hey, who's my father? Huh? Yeah. Who's my father? What's the story? What, what, what's the yeah. deal? Why wasn't he there? Yeah. You know? um, also, did you find him? I did find him. You know, mm-hmm. partly too, I had experienced some success. I was fortunate enough, right, to have come out the other side, you right, know, on top of the little yeah, right. Bit, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so part of me was like, I, I wonder, I wonder what it's like to have a son out there. You know, you have a son out there somewhere. You ain't never met mm-hmm. them. You don't know mm-hmm. how they're doing. You know, that must. You know nothing about it. Right. That must be perfect on your mind. So I wanted to ease, put him at ease, say, hey, I'm good. Yeah. And actually, because you weren't there, I was forced to grow up, right, faster and become, you know, mature and, you know, independent, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to make things all good. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, your mother me. helped in doing so, didn't yeah, she? That's she right. Did. She was she the backbone. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was She was amazing. Um, my family. How was that relationship family. once you met him? When you first laid your eyes on your dad, Yeah. did you see you? What was that? Yeah, it, it was surreal. I, I did. I I saw myself. I was like, that That looked like my dad, right? Wow. And it was interesting because I, I, I guess I was in a good place. So I was filled mm-hmm. with love and camaraderie. And I actually went in for a hug, right? Mm-hmm. And he, like, Went moved backwards. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. And he ended up telling me he flinched, and he ended up telling me later on that he thought I was coming in for a punch. Oh, oh wow! To hit him, huh? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I guess it was, you know, I mean, I was young. Guilt, and he had a lot yeah, of guilt. Yeah, he had a lot of guilt, and I guess it is weird for us. So he thought you were getting ready to fight, yeah. Huh? yeah, to come and just want to give you a hug as yeah. the first response to yeah. you, right? Yeah. So, so he, he didn't was know taken you. Back. He didn't yeah. know. Yeah, he didn't know me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So, so yeah, no, I was like, no, I'm not mad at all. I'm not yeah. mad. I actually want to put you at ease. You know, mm-hmm. I'm good. I want to remove the shame. Whatever shame you feel, mm-hmm. like, it's all good. Everything happens for a reason, and all things work together for the good. Mm-hmm. All right. How um, is your relationship? Did, did you guys become close? Are you still close? Yeah. I mean, so, so his story was he had gotten incarcerated for drug trafficking. All right, so mm-hmm. late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. the drug boom and also mm-hmm. the drug war on drugs. Mm-hmm. And immigrant, you get tired of, you know, before you come here, you think money grows on trees. Mm-hmm. And My then daddy you get, said that. <laughs> you get here and then it's like, <laughs> no, it's no, not, no, don't. No. And you're doing these menial jobs. And so, you know, he got caught up with the wrong crowd, mm-hmm. rich, get rich quick schemes, mm-hmm. and was arrested, right. you know, for doing that. And so he had been deported. He had spent time in prison in the States and had been deported back to Ghana. So when I met him, he was stitching his life back together. Um, and I wanted to build a relationship with him, right? Mm-hmm. And after I left, I called him a couple, a few times on the phone, and we would talk. And he would always ask me, you good? You got money? You got enough money? You good? You know? I'm like, I'm good, Dad. You don't have to worry about it. Don't worry about the cash. Right? I got my cash. I got it. I'm good, right? But after a while, I'll call him and I'll just get his answering machine, you know. Hmm. And my mom, I was complaining to my mom, and she said, son, I think, you know, you replaced the prior shame with a new kind of shame. So there was prior, there was the shame and the guilt of I don't know my son, I don't know if he's good or not. But now that I see he's doing good, I'm ashamed that I had no role to play or I had no part in that and I can't really nothing I can really mm-hmm. do for him. Right? And then when I offered he doesn't yeah, need exactly, he doesn't need, need me. me. All right. And so so unfortunately, you know, so I was twenty eight two thousand and eight I met him. Twenty fourteen I went back to Ghana to be the best man in my best friend's wedding. And mm-hmm. I didn't reach out to my dad because we'd lost touch. Yeah. Oh you lost touch. We yeah. lost touch because he wouldn't answer my phone calls. Mm-hmm. And I thought at that time I wasn't even thinking of him when I got there. But I wish I would have reached out because um Right when I got back to, the, I was there for like five days, mm-hmm. short trip. Got back to the states. My mom sent me a picture of the newspaper that day. All right, mm-hmm. and on the front page is my name, Kojo Asmoa Caesar, because I'm a junior. Right, mm-hmm. oh, it's, okay. it's my dad, and he's been arrested. Oh, him and two other men at the airport because they were on an airplane with heroin pellets tucked in their shoes, and they swallowed some, and, you know. Really? So, like, all these years later, he gets arrested for the same Man, thing he had true. gotten arrested previously, right? And so, right now, mm-hmm. as we speak, he's sitting in a prison in Ghana, right? Wow. So, that was just so sad, yeah. you know, but yeah. but it caused me to really... He's there, he's deeply. there now? He's there right now. Sitting in prison. Sitting in prison, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it caused me to really reflect on the American dream, what it means. So, and it's a double-sided coin, right? There's the American dream and there's the American disappointment. Mm-hmm. And how do you deal with that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and part of why I'm doing what I do is I want to make the American dream real, right? I wanted to make not just a dream, but a reality, right? And it's about opportunity. It's that everyone is created equal. We come into this world with immense potential. And we just want a chance an opportunity to manifest that potential, right? Mm-hmm. And build a better life for ourselves and for our family and our Pursuit kids. Pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, right? And so that's what it's about. And so that's what I'm dedicating my life to. How can I build more opportunity for more and more people? So um, can I ask, what made you decide? Because you could have went for the mayoral mm-hmm. candidacy. You decided on Congress. Yeah. 
How did you weigh that, or did you even contemplate running for mayor? You know, so. you had mentioned that before, like Sansre said, but your background dictates a whole lot. Exactly. Why you're r- running for a lot of things. Exactly. Because you, you're a degreed man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've held some high positions. So you're taking it to the next level. All right. And by you doing so, you're able to uh, have community backings right. and support of mm-hmm. community and people mm-hmm. yeah. throughout mm-hmm. the city. Right. And so you put in the work. Right. See, you yeah. didn't just decide to just get up there and right. run for something. Right. You right. put in the work, man. Exactly. And uh, I know sometimes it can be challenging, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in politics like that, because politics is kind of a dirty business, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But you've got that uh, class and that uh, integrity and stuff like that. So I've known you for a little while right. now, yeah. and yeah. I know yeah. that you, you know, I can t- I can read a man pretty good. Sansa Ray can too. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we just wanted to know, and she says, what made you decide yeah. to skip over the mayor's race right, right. and jump up into Congress? Yeah. Well, you know, first and foremost, I'm a man of faith. And so my decisions are well considered and, you know, I make them after much prayer. Right. And I've made some pretty drastic decisions in my journey. Right. I, I went from law school to teach kindergarten. Yeah. Right? Um, wow. Right. You know, and, and that is a faith-filled it's decision. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, this is the direction in which God is leading me, and I'm going to walk in it, right? Yeah. Um, the Bible says the steps of the righteous man is ordered by God, um, mm. and I really believe that. So when it comes to the mayor race, I'll, I'll start from the end and I'll back up. Mm. I, am, I believe I am running for the exact position that I need to be running for that is well-suited to me. Right. And had I decided to run for mayor, it would have been the wrong decision for me to make. And that hindsight proves me right, because I believe Greg Robinson, right, running for Mm -hmm. mayor. When I see him, when I see, like you said, Mm -hmm. his background, his story, Mm -hmm. the work he's been doing. right, He is the man for For the plan, plan, you know, with the plan Uh for the position at Mm -hmm. the right time. I couldn't think of anybody else to be running during this particular moment for that particular position. Mm -hmm. So that validates the the message that you feel you get, you know, from God and from mm-hmm. the universe, right? Um, for me, my journey and my story, right, my being born to immigrants who came to this country, immigrants who thought America was a great nation, right, so much so that they sacrificed, right, family, friends, you know, yeah. blood, tears to come here mm-hmm. to get a shot at the American dream, right? But we now have a president, right, at the federal level, who's talking about make America great again, right? But he is duping people into thinking that the way you make America great is to build walls. Yes. The way you make America right. great is to scapegoat immigrants. Yes. It's to call yeah, talk about people. countries in Africa mm-hmm. shithole countries. Right. right? That's and to right. call Mexicans that's racist. Right. When, that's when right. in fact, mm-hmm. we're a nation of immigrants. That's right. right? That's part of what makes mm-hmm. this nation great. And mm-hmm. so for me to be able to step into that and with my story and to retell right, the narrative of America and what really makes America great Mm -hmm. and to, you know, motivate and inspire people to work towards, you know, making America all that it can be, right, building an America that is as good as it's promised, Mm -hmm. right, Um, I felt like I was uniquely suited to be able to do that, Um, and Mm -hmm. being at the federal level, you can have the platform to talk about those issues, because that's what we talk about. Well, um, speaking of that, you are running for District 1. Right. 
for people that don't know, yeah. what exactly would be your responsibilities if you're elected into office in Congress? Yes. What so, would be your responsibilities? So, yeah. so um, we have five congressional districts in Oklahoma right, that cover the whole state. First congressional district covers is anchored by Tulsa County, right? Um, but then it's also Washington County, mm-hmm. right? and Bartlesville goes all the way up to the Kansas border, um, and then you have Wagner County, right, which has Broken Arrow, right? So it's a huge mm-hmm. district. It has it's urban, it's rural, mm-hmm. right? White, Black, Hispanic, Native American, so it's very diverse, right? And if you were to win, so the federal government, we have the president. Then we have Congress, right? Then we have the Supreme Court. So Congress has the Senate and the House of Representatives. In the House of Representatives, you have 435 members, right? So every state sends its delegation. Oklahoma has five representatives that we send to Washington, D.C. to represent our interests, right? And so the first congressional district um, is what I'll be representing. Um, and you are representing your state in this August national body as it relates to federal matters and federal issues. And so, right, federal um, dollars that come down to the state, right, you're advocating for that. Issues like immigration, right, all the things that you see the president talking about, right, whether it's education or immigration or climate change or even criminal justice, right, um, health care, mm-hmm. um, you know, living wage, economic development, all these things. Um, are handled at the federal level. What do you feel like uh, are some of the main priority things here in Oklahoma that we need to really address and look at? Because, I mean, I've heard education is one of them. Oh, and by the way, you cannot leave Greenwood Leadership Academy, okay? Yeah, <laughs> you cannot leave. <laughs> well, you're um, gonna have to split yourself in yeah, half. Yeah, he, he started that. He, he's one of the founders of. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm, I'm actually no longer at Greenwood Leadership Academy. Oh, you're no, not? No, no, he's been gone from there. My spirit, my spirit is still there. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, You've been away from there yeah. for a few years, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. When was? When did I leave? Eighteen. Okay. Eighteen. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's my past. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but they're, they're still doing awesome. You know, yeah. um, vision is business. That's because you person. laid you laid a great yeah, but that, that foundation. You know, yeah, that. for that green, mm-hmm. and that still exists. Greg's yeah. still over there, right? Yeah, Greg. Yeah. Is still Greg, over there. yeah, he's yeah. over there. Yeah, they're doing great. Here in and all them over there. Right. they still got it going on. people. Yeah, it's popping. It's popping. Yeah. Well, in Oklahoma, so basically, what the issues are. And so, like, for me, like, the question I ask is, you know, what do, what do Americans want? What do Oklahomans want? What do Tulsa's want, right? We just want an America as good as it's promised. We want an Oklahoma, right, as good as promised. Oklahoma, that's for everybody. That works for everybody and gives everybody a chance, um, at, uh, opportunity to fulfill their highest potential. The things, the barriers there, I believe, is education, it's health, and then it's criminal justice, right? Some of the, the top three for Oklahoma, right? Because we are at the bottom when it comes to education funding. What's, and, what are we, like 49 or Yeah, 50? like 49. Yeah, in the nation. Somewhere in, in the nation. In the nation, right? The bottom of the borough. Education. Right? Education funding and also teacher pay, right? And yes. so mm-hmm. if you're not funding your education system adequately and you're not paying teachers, right, a fair wage, you're not going to be able to get the outcomes you want. We know that teachers are the number one school-based variable in educational outcomes for students. So if you don't have great teachers, you can't attract great teachers, like 
you're not going to have good educational outcomes, right? Yeah. So, and, and young people are not going to want to become teachers coming out of college. Right. And then your great teachers are going to go elsewhere. To teach, yeah, and right? go to Texas and exactly. stuff like that. Right. They've been doing it, that's too. What they've been doing. That's and, right. Yeah. And then that's directly connected to our criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. So we're not funding our education system, but we lead the nation and the world in incarceration, right, in incarceration mm-hmm. right, per capita. So Especially women. It's connected. So, men and no, women. Let me, let me ask yeah. you this. Are we just an uneducated state of people? We're a red state. That's what well, we I know. We, I know. We, I know we're <laughs> no, red. But are we just? I mean, no harm done. Just right. are we just not educated as a state of people, man? Because our education rate is so low. Well, I mean, we just happen to say that. Now I've said it before. I don't, I don't want to. I, I don't want to put us and in. I, and and I think our, it's and to our listeners, you know, I don't want to think, but I'm just thinking, wow, why are we falling so low on the totem pole, man? Yes, because back in the day, Bobby. It wasn't like that. Yeah, this was a city of well-known educators and, and businessmen right. and doctors Now and we didn't attorneys. fell off. I yes. left here for years. And when, when I, before I left. It was on. We were up there. We were we were riding pretty good. Yeah. And after being gone some twenty something, thirty years, and coming back, and they're saying we're on the bottom with like Louisiana mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. other states like that, yeah. Mississippi. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh my god. I'll say that I wouldn't call us an uneducated state because there are a lot of people in this state who are educated, and a lot yeah. of them come from different places. And there mm-hmm. are people who have met who are from here who are well educated. But I think we are doing a great disservice to the next generation, right? Because who are growing up in Oklahoma and um, are the ones who are having to go to our educational institution, right? So we are not building the kind of state that can attract family mm-hmm. or get families to stay here and raise their kids because what schools am I going to send them to, right? And who mm-hmm. are they going to become? Are they going to be educated, right? So we have to build a 21st century city and state where mm-hmm. We're not only growing ourselves, but we're attracting, you know, yeah. people. That's how Black Wall Street was built, right? That's it was right. people being attracted to this place, right? Because mm-hmm. I can raise a family, I can build business, I can fulfill my dreams here. You yeah. know, so that's what we have to be committed to. And that's what we yeah. So how do we start? Where do we go? Yeah, I mean I think it really does start with education, right? Um and So does starts- education start in the home first? Yeah, that's where it starts, well, right? You know, well, the discipline for yeah. education, I think, starts at home. The, the, the scientific research, when it comes to um, brain development, right, mm-hmm. says that a kid's brain is developing right when they come out the womb, and by the time they're three years old, about eighty-five percent of their brain is fully developed, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, if you wait till kindergarten, you're already behind. So, I was a kindergarten teacher. So, if a kid comes to my classroom four years old, five years old. Then there was ABC. Yeah, they're already behind if yeah. they've not really been getting that enrichment, yeah. right? Um, mm-hmm. And so you're right. It does start at home. And mm-hmm. um, and I think we also need to rethink our education system. Instead of it just being K through 12, it really needs to be, you know, pre-K through college uh-huh. or, or even cradle through college, <laughs> right? Right. Um, right. Because we know, like, for instance, people will tell you that if you have a high school diploma, right, your prospects, your future prospects are a lot better than somebody who doesn't have a high school diploma. And if you have a college degree, right, your earning potential are a lot better, right? Mm-hmm. And so why not create an education system that ensures that people get the necessary education that they need, right? Why do we have to go from K to 12? And especially if you're a state that has intentionally disenfranchised people, 
and, you know, built the school to prison pipeline and, um, you know, destroyed the family unit, right? Taking men and women out of their homes and putting them in prison. They're not there for their kids. Now grandma's having to, you know, take care of kids, right? She may not have the time or the wherewithal to read to them or, you know, do all the things that they need from her. It becomes tough to say, well, it starts at home. Well, you know, the, the state has played a role in ensuring that the home is not um, there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in the black community. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. So, so I think, so I do think we have to, um, obviously, yeah, there are community values. It takes a village to raise a kid. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, what people are doing it, aunties and uncles and grandmas are stepping up, right? When I yeah, was a are. teacher, I, I had, a, I came in with a bias against you know, I thought that there were a lot of parents that didn't care as much about education and, you know, their kids as much as I, I cared, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I first scheduled parent-teacher conferences, I only had two parents show up, all right? Oh, and wow. I'm like, what is going on? Do they not care about Just their kids? Just two parents. Yeah. Right. But then, you know what I came to find out? What? What time was the parent-teacher conference? It was at 3.45 p.m. Right. It, it, was, <laughs> a, it was according mm-hmm. to the teacher's schedule mm-hmm. instead of the parent's schedule. Right. And so the parents were at work. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Five that's o'clock, right. You know, yeah. Six o'clock. A lot, yeah. a lot of parents can't take time. Right. right. Exactly. They can't. Okay. And so as a teacher, are you willing to be a little inconvenienced so that, you know, parents can come? Because when you do that, you realize parents are willing to come early in the morning before they go to work mm-hmm. to meet with you or, or after work. Mm-hmm. Right. And so. So I had to take myself out of myself. No, parents do care. How can I make it easier for them, right? Mm-hmm. And then I even, you know, we, were, we did home visits, right? So I'm going to come to your house. I'm going to see, you know, how you're living. How can I help? Let's make sure that, you know, um, Isaiah has a space in the home where he can do his homework, right? Mm-hmm. Let's make sure there's a place where he can put his backpack. Is he eating breakfast, Is right? Is he eating breakfast, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and tell me, when you drop him off, at school, let me know what happened the night before. If something went down, right? So I know if he's acting out, I know the story behind yeah, it. He's not yeah. just acting out because he's a bad kid, you know? Yeah. So I can yeah. help meet that. So that's what it was. And if you're teaching in an urban environment, right, in a place that is a food desert, a place that's experiencing high incarceration, it's experiencing police brutality, experiencing all these things, you're not just a teacher. Right? You, you're a teacher. You're a counselor. Counselor. You're another member of the family. You're like a parent. You're yeah, like a parent. Like a parent. I, I can tell you how many kids called me dad, mm-hmm. right? Wow. Just because they didn't have a dad. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but it's tough. But at the same time, guess what? I'm getting paid thirty-two thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To be all those things, right? I had my first year. I had twenty kids. Sixteen of them were boys. Fifteen of them Ooh. were black boys. Right. Ooh. And like I could do it. I could take that on because I was a single man. I was young. But how about the middle aged woman who has kids of her own and, and trying to take on their responsibility? And then yeah. she has to work at Walmart on the weekends mm-hmm. just to put food on the table. Right. Yep. It's just not yep. fair. You can't even right. if she does it, you're she has to make miracles. Yeah. Right? right. And that's not fair to her. Yeah. Right. Or and her children. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then we have these leaders in power. Right. Who are not connected to the community, do not understand what's going on on the ground level, here, here. And, and they're making these decisions. No grassroots at all. Nothing. And then, you know, I'll be at the, because uh, I lived out south when I first got here, I'll be at the grocery store, and I'll tell people I was a teacher, and they'll say, where do you teach? And I'll tell them, North Tulsa. 
and they'll be like, ooh, you know. So they talk to me for a while. <laughs> yeah. So they're, yeah. they're seeing me as different, but then they get right. scared from me. Ooh, like, isn't it dangerous? Yeah. And then I'll tell them all these things, and they'll say, well, you know, I just think those parents, they're just lazy. Or, you know, why have so many kids if you can't feed? You know, they'll mm-hmm. make all these stereotypes, you yeah. know, and excuses right. for why. And some of them doing the, the same thing. Is. Right. And okay. they don't want to admit that actually the people on the other side of the tracks are just human beings just like you. Right. And they have just mm-hmm. as much talent as you do, but our system has failed them, right? And mm-hmm. we actually have the power to act to make things right, to make sure there's a level playing field and everyone can have access to opportunity so they can be successful. So would that be your wonder, your number one focus you got in office would be education? Education. It's early, it's, it's early childhood education, so child care, so that parents mm-hmm. can actually, you know, because my mom, part of the reason she sent me to Ghana was because there wasn't high quality, affordable child care, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So she had to send me all the way back to Ghana just so you I could take care of her, yeah. her kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so child care, pre-kindergarten, and then K through 12, funding our education the way it's supposed to be, paying our teachers what they're worth, right? So we can actually build a solid foundation mm-hmm. for our economy because this is going to affect our economy. Yes. Businesses and companies are not going to move here if your education system is, is, yeah, not mm-hmm. doing well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So those who want yeah. us well, to grow economically, mm-hmm. we right. have it's to focus on education. Tesla don't want to come here if you can get Yeah, right. right. Well, yeah. one thing I've heard, now this is what I've heard. They say uh, if you're not building any schools in your community, mm-hmm. then your community is not growing. Right. Yeah. You know, so, and I'm saying if you're closing schools, yeah, because yeah. we've closed throughout yeah. Tulsa, we've closed yeah. a lot of schools. Yeah. Yeah. So are we growing or are we not growing? Right. right. That's the question right yeah. there. Yeah. You know, you can build a couple of new buildings, but that don't mean uh, as far as population is concerned, you're growing. Yeah. yeah. You know, so no, that's real. And this, think about it. Forget about the term school. Just think about a community. Think about a community village, period. Right? The village. And, yeah, the village, right? Mm-hmm. And you have the next generation coming up. Yeah. What oh, yeah. are the values we need to ensure they know? What is the history we need to ensure they know and understand? What What do we need to instill in them so they know what their purpose is, what their responsibility is, right? What What the mistakes we made in the past are and how not to repeat it, mm-hmm. right? Like these things, that's what schooling is about, right? Mm-hmm. It's about character, mm-hmm. right? And it's about knowledge and about history, and right? It's up and to the things that they may not get in the home. And, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's a combination. It's parents, you know, it's a teachers. Lot, yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah. parents need to be taught themselves. Well, yeah. if they, you know, some of these new day parents, yeah. they need to be taught and to learn about this economic development and things like that, mm-hmm. of, of, of that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, because, you know, you know yeah. Babies making babies. Yeah. You know, yeah. and yeah. they don't know how to and, train up a and, child. And, and yeah. grandparents end up raising exactly. them. Raising the kids yeah. themselves. That's yeah. a cycle. You know, yeah. you know, the Bible says, how would they know unless somebody teaches them? Well, if you failed the parents, all right, if the, the same education system that's failing our kids right now is the same one that failed the parents when they were kids. Exactly. Right? And yeah. so it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy and cycle. Yeah. You know, um, so we have to break that cycle, and we we have to break the generational cycles. That's the that's my story, you know. So so, how would you do that? Would you allocate more funding? Yeah. For for my for the north side. Yeah, for my level that and, I'm and going And what walls would you come up against trying to do that? Because yeah. for we've been needing that for so long. Yeah. And part and part of why I'm running for Congress is to go over the heads of 
our state government, right? Our govern governor and the state legislature and OKC because they are responsible for defunding. We talk about defunding the police. They've been defunding education, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, since 2008, sure. we lead the nation in cuts to education funding, right? In the nation. So you are literally not, this is a dereliction of duty and leadership, right? So at the federal government, we have to, one, try to get as much resources from there to our state, but then you can use those resources to compel the state to do their duty of educating their populace. And that is so weird to me because the state of Oklahoma, there's a lot of wealth here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of wealth oh, here sure. that, is we know that. Being, that is not being shared. Distributed, I mean, so, right. Clearly. Yeah, it just seems like right. it's such an imbalance there right. that we should be able well, to get that funding from there's you know, some selfishness going on, and people want to have those things for themselves rather than share it with underserved communities. Right. You right. know, for economic, we need schools, we need skill shops and stuff where our young men can learn how to build and hammer mm-hmm. and nail. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because everybody can't be uh, in the cubicle. Right. You understand right. what I'm saying? Right. So everybody, everybody don't want to be. Yeah, everybody yeah. don't want to be. But so they don't know where, what, what, where to go, yeah. what to right. do. Who yeah. to go. We don't have any direction yeah. of what to do in yeah. underserved community right, right and you know we have the way we fund our school system is so flawed um and it creates basically two different school systems yes. right and so a lot of the well-to-do folks aren't really affected by you know they're not really in the same mm. education system mm. as everybody else That's and exactly. so we fund our education system through property taxes right, right? and so if you're living in right a wealthy neighborhood yeah, with you, you you got know, no worries. We have property yeah. values that are high and so you get mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, property taxes, mm-hmm. then you have well funded schools. Right. And then if you live on the side of town where the economic value and the properties are devalued, well you're not getting a lot of tax property tax yeah. revenue. And yeah. so you're not gonna have a lot of funding for your students, right? So it, it kind of goes hand in hand, you know? Um and and so yeah, but, yeah. unfortunately a lot of times in America if something is not affecting me directly, then I don't care about it, right? Exactly. So that's not my problem. That's y'all's problem, right? right? right. And, and we have to change that. And, you know, another thing that gets me is that uh, when we don't spend money in our own community mm-hmm. to help build up our community, and we go out in other people's communities and spend money, and they get the tax dollars, mm-hmm. you know, they receive all the tax dollars and monies and stuff I like that. I grit my teeth every time I walk in resources. Oh, yeah. So, you know, when we do that... <laughs> Then yeah. we're just we we've become like consumers, right? You know, everything going out, out, yeah. out, out, and nothing coming in. And then gentrification comes in, right. and the big quick trips and the mm. McDonald's and the, all the big boys come in and suck mm. us up, suck <laughs> us up. You know, that's I mean? why we don't live as long and as they do so, on the south end. Right, mm-hmm. we don't have the economic development. You yeah. know, we don't yeah. have the fresh vegetables and mm-hmm. things we can eat good, the good schools and stuff with the good uh, computers and laptops and stuff right. like that. And then the schools that we do have that are on that high end, like mm-hmm. Booger T. Washington mm-hmm. High School, mm-hmm. are so high that if you live across the street and don't have a good grade point mm-hmm. average, you can't even go to school right. there. Right. You can live around right across the street. Yeah. So yeah. I think a lot of that has systematically has something to do with uh, the educational process you know, and we're so low on the totem pole, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, it's tough too, right? Because it's hard to put the blame fully on people who don't spend money on black businesses. Because the paradigm of change and success has been: you grew up in the hood, 
you make it. Now you got to leave the hood and go live in the nice part of town. Right. right. So you go live out south. Well, you're not going to drive all the way north to shop. Heck, ain't nothing to shop at. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Right? That's right. And you justify moving out south because I want a better education for my kids. kids. Right? So that's what you tell yourself. Right? Um, And so so it, it becomes tough because now you're tax dollars, your property, you know, dollars are going to those schools, right? Mm-hmm. And so we need to change how we're thinking about education. And it shouldn't be that success is measured by um, how many kids can we get out the hood, right? It's about we have to teach kids to know how talented they are. They already love their community. Let's teach them how, what steps they can take to change their community, right? Mm-hmm. To transform their community. So if they go on to Harvard or Howard, they're like, I want to come back, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And make that my community is, yes, a better place yes. to live. For my, because my grandma still lives yes, here. My right. mama still yes. lives here, right? Yes. You know, still live here. Still live here. You know. And that so. is part of the the issue too, especially in uh, I think our generation and maybe a little younger, older. They get the education, they do it, they, mm-hmm. they establish them, and then they move. move yeah. They move to Dallas, or they yeah. move to the West Coast, or they uh, move to the East Coast, and they don't of, come back yeah, home. Yeah. yeah, a lot of young people think that way. Right. You know, they say, well, as soon as I graduated, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, get, I'm, I'm getting out of Tulsa. Yeah, I'm, getting I'm out going of to, like you say, going to Dallas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, Chicago. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wherever yeah. I'm going, yeah. L.A., New yeah. York. Yeah. And they, 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 their minds are already conditioned right. to make right. that move. Yeah. That's yeah. why we have but, to but, talk but, up. But you can also feel that that is changing. It may be very slow, right? but it's changing because right. Tulsa is growing. Yeah. Well, you know, it is. I see Tulsa as a diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, see, I see as time goes on, mm-hmm. economic development will start to take place because as people come here and see it with the massacre and all right. that, right. all, all right. eyes on Tulsa. Right. Oh, next you know, year. Right. Oh, yeah, all eyes on oh, Tulsa. Yeah. And they yes. get a chance to kind of see, well, man, it's, it's cheap to live here. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man, you I can, can get your, I told, yeah. Yeah. a real yeah. nice house here mm-hmm. for little or nothing, right. you know. Right. And Maybe I could build this land, yeah, right. buy this land yeah. on the north side and yeah. build oh, me a nice yeah. house. Right. That's what and, yeah. and that's what I think is going to happen, but it's going to be, it's going to take a little time. Right. It's going to take a Kojo being in office. That's right. You know, to make these changes take place and stuff like that. But. We just have to be patient and do the work right. and yes. educate our people. Right. That's yeah. the main thing, educating. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we get a little slow here mm-hmm. in Tulsa. We'll mm-hmm. slow down and mm-hmm. just sit in the house and watch the prices right. <laughs> you know, and family, punch, feud. family feud, punch the remote control, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, we you know, we have to paint a picture and a vision right, of the future for our young folks coming up. And I think part of my run for office, part of Greg running for office, right, helps them to see the possibilities, right? And then also, we're not just, you know, our generation doesn't just understand that representation matters, because it does, but we also want to be the kind of leaders when we get into office, we're working, right, to actually bring about real change, right, so that we can build an inclusive city of the, right, um, for people, a place where people want to stay. And part of what Greg talked about on his platform for mayor is that if we don't solve our racial tensions and our racial issues, people are not going to want to stay and people are not going to want to come here, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's businesses or families, mm-hmm. right? And so that's all connected to building a place where people feel like they can Most stay. Yeah, if I feel like I'm not safe in this community, I'm seen mm-hmm. as a second-class citizen, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, let me ask you this. You say there are five different major districts in our state that are mm-hmm. represented in Congress mm-hmm. uh-huh. that you'll be going to D.C. Do you think that 
maybe there may be some obstruction from the other representatives of the other four districts? Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah, think well, you're going to come up against? Well, the thing is, we've had part of our thinking in Oklahoma for so long has been we're a red state, and we've just conceded it to the Republicans. And so we, every major position is held by Republicans, right? right? And so they just do whatever they want to do right. with impunity. And so that is starting to change. So in the 5th Congressional District um, in OKC mm-hmm. in 2018, a Democrat, you know, Kendra Horn, white woman. Yeah, I know her. Yeah, she yeah. won that and flipped that. And it was the first time a Democrat had won in 30 years. Mm-hmm. My seat, a Democrat has not held that seat in my lifetime, in 34 years. Right. Ooh. So if I was to win, I'll be the first Democrat to hold that seat, you know, in 34 years. And so we're starting to change this paradigm that says that one one party rule. One party rule doesn't work for anybody. It doesn't work for states. It doesn't work for authoritarian mm-hmm. countries. You know, you need to have right yeah, that different mixture. forces, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, so we have to make that happen. And I actually think that because you know you can overplay your hand, right? When yeah. you have one party rule, you just overplay your hand. And with this current president, he's overplayed their hand. Um, our Republicans in dealing with this coronavirus have overplayed their hand. And so people are looking for change. They're looking for alternatives. They're looking for competence. They're looking for um, public servants, not selfish leaders, right, and self-serving leaders. And so we have an opportunity in this moment when a lot of people are paying attention and a lot of white people are becoming awakened to the realities, right, of our our state and our city. Um, We have an opportunity to actually, you know, step forward and start to make a change and make a change. Yeah. How do you feel about this electoral uh, issue that has come up by the Supreme Court saying that each uh, electorate has to go by the uh, the majority vote rather than the popular. Yeah. Well, I think people are confusing this a little bit. So what they said was that every, um, so you have in every state there's right. in the electoral college. Right. They're saying that those electors have to go with the person who won the popular vote in that state. All right. Now they could have said you can actually vote for the person who won the popular vote in the nation. That would have changed everything. All right. So Hillary Clinton won the popular vote right. in the nation. So but in Oklahoma she lost. All right. So if you were an elector in the electoral college in Oklahoma if they had said you can, you can, you're free to vote for whoever won the popular vote in the nation, you could have voted for Hillary, right? But if you're an Oklahoma and an elector, you have to vote for whoever won the popular vote in your state. Mm. So it would have been Trump. It would have been Trump. Right? So they really, that decision upholds the Electoral College and the power of the Electoral College. Oh, what people wow. really want to change. That. Yeah, so what people really want to change is if you want to do away with the Electoral College, yeah. then make it majority, you know, popular yeah, vote. Popular but vote. the only problem with that is a lot of the population lives on the coast, live in California, live in New York, right? right. They don't live in middle America. Right. And so people fear that the coast, which are usually democratic, mm-hmm. would have more power than, right? So Republicans are not going to go for that. Yeah. You know, but, wow. Hmm. So they made a way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Right. Well, hey, we're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our Our way. way. Kojo Asamoah Caesar is in the house for Congress. We're going to take a short little pause for the calls, and we're going to be right back. Hey, you can dial that number. What's that number, Sansa That number you need to dial is 918-865-3876. 
Isn't that what I said? <laughs> you said 865. Let me say that again. Come on. 918-856-3873. That's it right I, there. I almost said my, my work number. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're doing. You're, you're doing your work number. Okay. We're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back because uh, it's for the love. That's right. Keep it right there. Oh, man. Keep it right there. Kojo, Asamoah Caesar. My mom right is here. in Ghana. She said, how can I listen to you on the Bobby Eaton show? <laughs> Tell her dial that number. Tell, Tell her dial that number. Yeah. Tell her Google. Google the Bobby Eaton show, Mama, all the way in Ghana. We got your son here, and he's going to do it right here in the USA. <laughs> Thank you. 
We gotta watch it. I love money. I love the credit card. Don't let the money love you. <laughs> okay. All right. We're back That's with true. Kojo, Osamoa Caesar for yeah. Congress. And um, man, we've been having a great conversation about various different things. And your platform. Um, when is voting? Well, November third. It's election day. Election big, day. Big day. Right. President is on the ballot. Right. It was Senate, Congress. Everybody, so, yeah, uh-huh. it's gonna be tough, right? Um, yeah. And then obviously local elections, August twenty fifth for right. mayor, right. for mayor, city council, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and all of that. It's coming up. Yeah, we soon. want you to turn out, soon. turn out, turn out. Make sure uh, if you're not registered, get registered. Is, is it too too late to register? Yeah. Is it too late? No, it's not. So yeah. now, now we just had an election. So right, right. June thirtieth was the primary. Right. And I was on the ballot. Yeah, right. And I was I able to right. win and get the Democratic nomination. Um, so that was awesome and it was historic because yeah. I'm the first. Um, black Democratic nominee from the first congressional district. Mm-hmm. I'm the first re- resident You're of North Tulsa. You're making history. Made history. First resident of North Tulsa. Yay. To be a uh, uh, nominee, youngest Democratic nominee, and the first Ghanaian American to be nominee for Congress in wow. general. Right. So, so that was awesome. That's so yeah. So that was a deadline to be able to register to vote for that. Election. election, but mm-hmm. now there's, you know, I think the deadline is later on in the year. Well, I guess the next deadline is July 31st, I believe. Yeah, because is that, that for the mayor? The mayor, thing. And then, and then after that, there'll be another deadline to register mm-hmm. for the general mm-hmm. election in November. Mm-hmm. I think Greg is looking pretty good, huh? I think he's looking great yeah. as well. He's looking yeah, really he's looking good. Pretty good. Yeah. Find him better watch out. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so uh, city out. council, that's Vanessa Hall Harper and Jerry Goodwin. And, right. And who else? Anybody else running? I think Mario Johnson may be running. Yeah, is he running? For mayor or for, for city, city council? For city council. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, for yeah. Vanessa's seat, I, think. Mm-hmm. I believe. He had said he was running. So yeah, I I'd know. heard he yeah. said he was yeah. running. So well, how true it is, I don't know. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going to say it. Miss Warrior got mine. My my black queen warrior, Vanessa, uh-huh. got my vote. Okay. Because okay. she, she's definitely working for our yeah. our, our community. And yeah. I, I, I don't think she'll be dethroned or anything. I don't I think either. she's got it pretty yeah. much so sewed up. Yeah. Right. You know, right. So. Right, I think the rest of the guys is kind of wasting some money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, no, Vanessa. I greatly yeah. with Vanessa, and she supported me, and I support her, and I think she's done a great job. She's yes. been a fighter. Yeah. She's, you know, raised mm-hmm. the consciousness and the awareness mm-hmm. of a lot of issues, and, mm-hmm. and she's been, been willing to step forward 
on issues that were not popular, right? Yeah, to begin with. So when she first started protesting the proliferation of dollar stores, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. were like, "What are you doing?" You they know, thought she you, was tripping. Right. Yeah, now they see, you know, mm-hmm. um, how that made sense, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So, and we have the grocery store that's coming now. Yeah. Oh yeah, they got a fence around there right now. Oh, oh do they? They started. It's a fence. They've started. Oh. They're digging. Yeah, yeah. So it's supposed to open next year. Next March. Next March. Mm-hmm. Okay. March of next year. That's not far open. away. Yeah. Hey, hey. I live right around the corner. Open up. So. I know that's right. Yeah, me too. I live downtown, this, right. so I can just right. yeah. zip Because you're up staying in the neighborhood, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah. 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 you in that young black professional uh, district. I call <laughs> over there. Young black professional <laughs> district. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, It's all good in the neighborhood. Yeah. That's great, and we need that. We need, we do, we yeah, do. We do need folks to say, I'm not going to go live out south. Yeah. I want to live in North Tulsa, right mm-hmm. bring my money to North Tulsa, my yeah. disposable income for North Tulsa businesses. Yeah. And we need to grow our community. And we really do. You know, yeah. First thing everybody want to say is, oh, man, don't live in North Tulsa. <laughs> don't go over to North Tulsa. Right. And, you know, because the media portrays us exactly. as that, as that uh, a bad, right. just horrific type place right. to be. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. the mainstream media do that. Right. All they do is show every time somebody gets shot, right. that's the first right. thing they're going to put that's on that's TV. Right. And they always say North Tulsa. North Tulsa. Some, some happened in South Tulsa. They right. say North Tulsa. Right. Right. Which happens often. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, it can happen out right. East Tulsa. That's right. right. Yeah. They say yeah. North Tulsa. You know, I talked to some police officers and they told me, a couple of them said they would rather work North Tulsa it's actually the, the safest part of it town. It is the yeah. safest right. part of town. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. true. You know, my friend and business partner, Dean Finley, keeps me informed mm-hmm. on policing. Yeah. Because he was a policeman for right. so many years. That's right. Military police yep. and all of that. So he keeps me informed. He on I'm, I'm, learning, I'm learning some things that I never knew. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like what, you know, Bobby? What, yeah, what, like give what? us one thing. Well, no, I'm not going to share some of that stuff with <laughs> well, you. Well, not some of that. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to share, share anything. We're, we're talking about Kojo. <laughs> Look at it. We're talking about Kojo right here, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. We, we, we lost that one, Kojo. Kojo for Congress. Kojo for Congress. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Hey, I'm the politician. I'm the one that's supposed to be avoiding questions. Yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> avoiding questions. Right. Right. Oh, man. So, Kojo, if you get in office, are there any things that you can foresee for this District 1 and black, prim- primarily uh, Black Tulsa? Yeah, I mean, what would be the first thing? What is the cutoff point for we, District 1? Does, 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 yeah, does include, what are the demographics for that? Does it include Turley? Um. Yeah. Yeah. It goes oh, all the way does? up. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. It goes all the way up north and swallows up Bartlesville oh, and Washington right. County. Oh, that's right. You did yeah, say that. Yeah, wow. Exactly. Yeah. So. Oh so, yeah. my so goodness. All of Tulsa County is within. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wasso everything. Yep. yep. Are you um, campaigning out in those districts as well? Yes. Well, you know, before the COVID hit. Oh, I yeah. actually went up to Washington County and Bartlesville and got to, you know, talk to those folks and get to know them. And so on Election Day, we did well in Washington County. Like, obviously, we are going to do well in Tulsa County because I live here. I've been working right. here. I know people here. People know me. Um, but being able to go to Washington County and talk to those folks, mm-hmm. we're able to do really well there. Because normally That's you'll wonderful. lose the rural counties. Um, yeah. Able to do well yeah, there. the rural counties. Um, yeah, but I haven't gotten a chance to really go to Wagner County and Broken Arrow and that because the COVID hit. So, so I'm hoping we do the right thing so we bend this curve and we can go out again and really talk and engage with people, right? Because I think when people get to know me and mm-hmm. hear my story, you know, 
um, and know that I am for Oklahomans. I am for um, all of us, yeah. right? And I want your kids to do well and my kids to do well. I want all kids to do well. All kids yeah. to do well, yeah. right? And and they understand that. It's like, oh, like, yeah, this is awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And and we have to deconstruct for people, you know, we have to reduce to absurdity what a lot of Republicans and the current president say about what makes America great or what makes Oklahoma great, right? Yeah. Um, you um, scapegoating somebody else from another group doesn't help you, right? It really um, doesn't. You wanting to take money away from healthcare, right, or Medicaid, you know, it doesn't help you. Oklahoma, we are number two in the nation in the percentage of people who don't have healthcare, right? Wow. We don't, and we're also one of the, you know, states with the most, you know, with poor health, right? Our obesity yeah. rates and all those things are high. Wow. Um, and so why would you reject federal dollars, right? Yeah, why would you take care of that? your yeah. people? Why would you do that? It doesn't make sense. So thankfully, on the ballot and, you know, during the primary, we voted yes, right, uh, mm-hmm. on 802 mm-hmm. to be able to expand Medicaid, all right? So over 200,000 people can get health care. Most of these folks are black, right, yes. and people of color, yes. right? So that goes yes. to start to answer the question of mm-hmm. why would you reject mm-hmm. free money from the federal government, yes. right? That's um, right. So, That's right. So those are some of the things, you know, you know we, we have to tell people, like, don't vote against your own best interest, yeah. right? You know, you, you have to take, it's okay to take care of, some people have been brainwashed, quite frankly, to think that anything you get from the government is a handout, right? And it's a nanny state thing. So I don't want anything from the government, even though I am poor, I don't have health care, my education is not fun, system's not funded well, my rural hospitals are being closed down, but I am not going to take any money from the government. Meanwhile, your representatives are taking money from the government, right? We news just came out. Kevin Hearn, our current congressman mm-hmm. for this district, right, got close to two million dollars in the PPP loans from the federal government. This is the Paycheck Protection Program for businesses, right? right? This is a Republican who rails against big government, rails against people even getting food stamps. He says those are government handouts. But when this happens and it's time to get loans, you're first in line to get loans for your business. For your business. Right? Wow. And and then you leave, you know, there were two small, million dollars. Two million dollars. And you wow. leave small businesses, minority Suffering. minority owned businesses were struggling to get access to these loans because they don't have those relationships with the bankers right. and all That's those right. things. So they, right. they didn't get access to yeah. that money and the money mm-hmm. was gone like that. And our leaders who are supposed to be looking out for the best interest of our people are at the front of the line looking out for themselves, right? And then they go, come election time, go to these rural counties and try to make them scared of me, try to make them scared of people like me, talk about mm-hmm. radical far-left socialists, mm-hmm. right? No. Yeah. We, we just want opportunity yeah. for That's everybody, right. Yeah. right? Not just for a few, not just mm-hmm. for white people, not just yeah. for the rich. That's right. right? That's um, right. So that's the issue, and that's what we're dealing with, right? Um, we have a group of people who are interested in their own pockets, in their own self-interest, right? Selfish. At the yes. detriment of everybody else. And we got to get them out of office. How long has he been in office? Well, he's only, he won in 2018. So he, this is his first term. First term. First term. I believe he's last. Yeah. He's a, right. He's, he's a multimillionaire, owns um, McDonald's franchises in Tulsa. Money, oh, money, really? money. Right. Doesn't pay his employees a living wage, right? Wow. And then votes against, right, votes to 
uh, take away food stamps because he wow. said people need to get a job. Well, when they get a job, you ain't paying them. They get a job, you're not paying them. Yeah. So they yeah. have to actually, and he's one of those people. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and he grew up, he actually tells his quote unquote American dream story. And I was poor, but, you know, government assistance actually, you know, made us dependent instead of, well, like you are here now and you want to close the door on people. We're not, the parents that were living in North Tulsa that were trying to, you know, working two jobs to just make ends meet. Mm-hmm. They were not lazy. They were working harder than That's a lot right. of people I know, right? Mm-hmm. They were trying to put food on the table for their kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want a handout. They want a hand up. Mm-hmm. They want an opportunity, especially if the history of this country has been, right, unequitable treatment of these folks, right. right? Um. So, so yeah. So, I mean, it gets and my you ought to be going. able to do that with it, one job, it, it, not so, two or three jobs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, and they want to always attach welfare to African American mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. When we in this country. No. Right. And well, you know what? Well, speak when, on it. When we are, <laughs> when we are, when we are just fourteen percent of the United States of America, mm-hmm. who's really on welfare? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Oh, my elderly father went to go get really some on welfare. Right. and he went in there and he said it was such a waste of time because after he went all there, and, and you know, he's on a real tight budget. He's right. retired, you know, SSI, blah, blah, blah. And um, they would only allot him $16 a month in right. food stamps. Mm. Well, he said he walked out and he told the lady, that's not even worth the, the gas when you come down <laughs> right. here. But he tells me when he walked out, he kind of just stood in the parking lot. Well, first, before he walked out, he looked around. He said he was the only black person. Mm, mm-hmm. Then he goes out to the parking lot, and he said he looked around, and all he seen was the Mercedes, BMWs, mm. new cars. And he knew that they all, they were from the people that were in there getting food stamps. Right, mm-hmm. right. So, yeah, well, you got some people to play on the system now. And that's exactly you know, my they're point. They're going to play on that's the exactly system. exactly my so. point. And, I mean, yeah. first of all, the in our national budget, the amount we spent, on welfare is just minuscule, right, percentage of our national budget. So it's not even registering. So people will make you think, oh, like, we're in national debt because we're giving all this welfare to all these folks. No, that's not the case. Um, and then second of all, the people who are really getting the welfare is the folks who are getting corporate welfare. Exactly. Right? And that's what it is right, right there. Right. Exactly. They're that's the right. ones who beat the system. Yeah. Exactly. And right. it's yeah. not trickling down. Right. No. Not trickling down. Not trickling down. Go- down. Government assistance is good for them, but when yes. somebody else gets it, it's socialism. Right? Exactly. When exactly. they get it, it, it's all good. You know, I knew a, I knew a guy who worked for NASA when I was living in Houston. Mm-hmm. He had a big old nice home in Sugarland, and uh, his wife was with him, and his uh, her sister came over from another country, mm-hmm. and she went and got food stamps. Mm. They're living, you know what I mean? And they were living like that. And then her sister came over. It was two of them came over, living up under the household of the engineer who lived in this big old house. And they went out and got food stamps. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the government fundings and stuff. They were living like kings and queens. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Just that like that. 
But yeah, even, even in there, obviously, obviously, with any system, you're going to have some cheaters. Yeah, oh fraud, yeah, that's yeah. Fraud, yeah, you're gonna have fraud. Even yeah. in this COVID environment with yeah. the unemployment, you know, assistance, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Oh yeah, there's been crazy report, reported fraud that happens. You know, it's um, gonna happen. But, yeah, yeah in America yeah. for sure. Yeah, but we have yeah. to take it. You know, we have to look at the bigger picture, right? And what's mm-hmm. really happening, and um, who's really. Um, taking you know, the resources away yes. and, you know, to the detriment of everybody else. And that's mm-hmm. why we need to elect people in there who have our best mm-hmm. interests. Sure. Hey, would you, be up, would you be up for a conversation with Mr. Hearn, you know? Oh, come, yeah, uh, definitely. Like on the radio or something yes. like that? Yes, I think You he, think he would come? Oh, no, I don't think he would. He I, wouldn't come sit beside you? No, I think he's going to avoid, you know, Debating us. Really? Yeah. He um, he avoided debates last time around. And you know what happens is when you're an incumbent, you feel as if I'm the one inside. Yeah, inside I don't yeah. want to give any chance for this person who's challenging me to, like, you know, put me in a bad light. So if I don't feel like I have to debate, because I'm I am not the incumbent. Exactly. So it's not necessary. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but little does he know that it is necessary. Yes, right? it is. And that we are um, we know making inroads. Mm-hmm. And so it may, by the time he realizes it, it may be too late, right? But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I am open to debating him any day of the Maybe week. Maybe we could get uh, – I can make a phone call or two. Or okay. I'd like love that. Try to, yeah, you give me some information. Yeah, it doesn't, some contact information. It doesn't get dark till after 9. <laughs> 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 Did you get that Yeah, one? yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I had a. You can tell him that. Yeah, you can tell him that. You, gotta, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. 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 Say, I can be home in three minutes. I can be home in three minutes. You the one that got to do some traveling. Yeah, but, yeah. But, you know, we want to. I'd like to see the both sides of both platforms take place and see what they have to say. I know, you know, because. But you really don't think he would even agree to. I, I mean, I'm not holding my nose, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, my breath, I should say. Oh, okay. I'm going to try to put yeah, that together. We'll see. Maybe yeah. he'll surprise us. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe he will. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I remember the last election, we had a lot of different people in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when we had Coons Weiler was in here, yeah. Sharon Holmes was in here, mm-hmm. Joni, yeah. uh, Jenny Pulday, all, right. all of those, yeah. Vanessa, yeah. you yeah. name it. Yeah. You know, they were in here politicking yeah. and for positions yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, you that. know, because, you know, his, Kevin Hearn, he sees his constituency as South Tulsa, right? So yes. that's where he yes. concentrates on. That's concentrates, what he thought. Yeah, right? he, he don't care nothing about the exactly. way. So he's yeah. going to be like, why should I even come over here and talk to y'all? Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, because in other words, y'all yeah. don't vote. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. exactly. You guys, you, you guys don't, don't vote. vote. The yeah, vote is going out. I'm voters going out here where the yeah. voters are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he got a surprise coming up. Yeah, he do. A big surprise. I don't think we matter. I don't think he thinks black lives matter. Yeah, if he, he thought Black Lives Matter, he'll come here. Yeah, it doesn't right. matter whether we vote or not. Maybe that's we right. ought to get the Black Lives Matter movement behind you. You have more white people behind yeah. you than anything. Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh-huh. and, and look, the, the, we saw crazy energy and excitement in June from our campaign, and it coincided with the George Floyd murder. Right? From a right. Lot, and the excitement was coming from white women. Right. Wow. White women. And I know when we marched the little march from the uh, Greenwood Cultural Center to mm-hmm. the city hall mm-hmm. uh, and it was on a Monday, a Monday yeah, remember morning. You remember that? Yeah. 
I mean, it was like you said, it was full of young white women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Women yeah. are on the move because yeah. because normally, yeah. you know, I normally say that. they would be living their life. Mm-hmm. Right, not really. I don't do the politics stuff. I'm just living my life. Mm-hmm. But with the coronavirus Virus happening, the you're at home. Yep. You don't got nothing to do. Mm-hmm. There's not a Looking lot of dispatch. Yeah, mm-hmm. you watching the news, and so then you you're seeing. A, you want to participate. Mm-hmm. Right. Now you want to participate, and you're seeing. You and you have time to think and reflect. Yeah. And you're like, wow, like I need to get involved. Mm-hmm. I need to do something. Mm-hmm. This is horrible, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. Dave wanted to engage and do something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that happened, there was a lot of calls too. From black folks who are just tired, like I'm just tired, and white folks, y'all need to do something. Cause yeah. This is your problem, yeah. right? Um, okay. And so those, those, all of that, the confluence of all of that happening, um, I think a lot of white people did respond to that call mm-hmm. and you know wanted to do something. And so yeah. we're seeing it not only in them going out to protest, but also registering to vote and actually showing up to vote, right? And, and so I, we hope it goes through November. And I also feel that it, the time is now for us to not have to make them feel comfortable around us. It's time for them to make us feel comfortable around them. Right. You I know? like that. We, I like we, that. We, yeah. We, well, yeah, because, you know, a lot of, uh, well, if you're a black person trying to climb mm-hmm. the ladder in America, you realize really quickly that um, our spaces are built around the comfortability of white people. Right? Exactly right. And mm-hmm. so you move, the way you move is to ensure that they're comfortable. Yes. Right. And if you're a black Man, black woman, you yes. know, as soon as you mm-hmm. walk into the room, mm-hmm. people are not comfortable. So you got to smile yes. more. Smile when you don't feel like Street smiling, better. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watch what you wear, mm-hmm. you know, how you respond, right? You can't get angry because now you're the angry black woman or angry black, you know. So all of this, right, it's, it's tough. And you're negotiating your humanity right? exactly. every day, every you day. know. Um, and so, yeah. Especially we, for we our to, black men. Yeah. Especially for yeah. our black men. So, you know, we have to, we have to change that. So, I'm glad more people are becoming aware of that and understanding mm-hmm. what it feels like, what it looks like to be black in America mm-hmm. and calling for change, you yeah. know? Um, so, and yeah. change is needed. Oh Most yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I can see things starting to change. You mm-hmm. can see uh, that trend oh, yeah? across this country with more black officials. I mean, Muskogee just got a first black mayor. Right, right. You yeah. know, Muskogee. Yeah. yeah. Come yeah. on, well, man. Even, you know, so even, things are changing. That's awesome. And it's, and it's you know, TV has such big influence. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you it does. can see now in the commercials where it's more integrated. Mm-hmm. You commercials see more things more integrated. Mm-hmm. You see, you know, black and white couples with their children eating Cheerios right. and all right. that kind right. of right. stuff. So yeah. it's, you it's know, interesting I think it's, because there's a uh, double-edged sword with that, right? So mm-hmm. because of that progress you see on TV, you also have the backlash to that. It's part of what was responsible for Trump's election because right. people – White people, some white people who are seeing that are saying, oh, look, you're like, you know, we're losing our country, right? And yeah, they're, they're taking over, right? They're fear. taking over. It's like, well, what do you mean we're taking over? Yeah. Like, you know, maybe there was all white shows on TV. Now there's two black shows that we added to it. That's not taking over. That's even not taking even over. in corporate workplaces sometimes, yep. right? You'll, they'll integrate the space. That's fear. Right? Mm-hmm. And you'll have one black person and yep. two black people, right? In a staff of 100, yes. you have Seven black people, they start to say, uh-oh, they're taking over. Mm-hmm. It's only seven of us. You know? <laughs> right. right. Uh, so, but so that's like, the fear. Yeah. That's fear. Yeah, that's, it's fear. It it's is. Fear. Exactly. It's you know, fear. It's fear. fear. And, you know, when you have fear, then you get desperate. And you're just like, uh-oh, I got to protect mine. Because they're going to take 
Mm-hmm. They're going to take it, take it. That's what the whole slogan of Make America Great Again. Right. It's Make America Great Again. That's what that <laughs> yeah, is. Well, when, you when, know, but, but when has America been great for people well, of no, color? Well, no, I'm talking about for them. Yeah, I mean, for that's, them. Where, that's what their focus well, that's, is. That's, they they, that's their thought. That's their thing. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's, that's why said. you see but, you know, blatant. America has never been great for us. Never. Never been great. Never. It's been great, great for them. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. people those, but now it's starting to change. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's starting to change as those yeah. old silver foxes die off. Mm-hmm. You know, and those generations and those elders with a racist, strong racist mindset die off. Mm-hmm. You got a new generations of Kojos and mm-hmm. people even younger. You you guys generation like the little the little yeah. white girl. She couldn't have been no more than eight or nine years old. That was she was in tears right. because her of what her parents said about. Uh, Mr. George Floyd, Floyd, and she right. knew it wasn't right, and right. she was like, "I hate living here. Uh-huh. I hate my parents." You know, yeah. my kids yeah. kind of disrespect yeah. their parents. Oh, they, they will. They'll come they, out. They'll they'll come out. I parents. cannot imagine my child Ooh. saying, "I hate my parents. I don't want to be here no more." Yeah, <laughs> they you might know. think it. They yeah. go, "Mom, mom, I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Why do they do that to these black <laughs> people?" Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think the problem with "Make America Great Again" is. You are looking backwards. Yes. Right. America, what makes America great actually is about that we have these high moral ideals that we put on paper, right, that allow us, each generation, to strive to make this country better, to make it live up to what it says on paper, right? So it's, it's a project that is never ending and it's ongoing. So when you seek to take us back, to say, oh, we were already great, and let's go back again. Then it causes me to ask you the question: When were we great that you want to go back to? Like, name tell me where. Yeah, give yeah, me, me the timeline. Time 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 right. What yeah. is the timeline? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's what I want to know. Is it 1960? Is it 1921? <laughs> is it 1870? Is right. it 1860? You know, when, when, when was it great for us? Yeah, exactly. I want to know. When did all lives matter? Yeah, exactly. Do all lives matter? Right now, when was it? I want to know if you can tell me that and make the case all lives. Then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Matter of fact, I must have missed that in history class. Right. Let's go back to 1860 (laughs) because apparently all lives matter then. It was all doing good. (laughs) Now you said all lives matter. Uh, in the Declaration of Independence, right? You said all lives matter. You said, and you said justice for all. Where? We hold yes. these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, right? Mm-hmm. You said it on paper. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you didn't add women. You left yeah. women out. Oh, they couldn't even and, vote. And they right. did. Wasn't there a clause in there also that said that um, minorities or black people were still yeah. not a full man? Yeah, three-fifths And property. Right, and property. Yeah. And you're enslaved for the rest of your life. Yeah. And, and, see, doing a, yeah. and it's during a time when the Constitution was, was written without you in mind. Exactly. Right. They didn't right. say, Kojo, come tell me what to put in here. Right. Mm-hmm. Sansa Ray, come put this yeah. in here for yeah. me. And it's like mm-hmm. Kojo was saying, it was written on paper one way, and, and, and you know, it on seems paper. all good on paper, but right. in reality, right. it's a whole yeah. different story. But you know what people are going to say? Republicans, maybe in Broken Arrow, listening to this, will say, well, Kojo, look at you. You're black. You and done good for yourself. You done good. Mm-hmm. You went to school. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And you're sitting here, you know. And so for me, I want to tell a nuanced story. Yes. My story probably wouldn't be possible anywhere else but in America. But it shows the potential that we have as all people, whether you're black or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. So there are so many more Kojos 
who didn't make it mm-hmm. to where I'm at because we didn't give them a chance, you know, mm-hmm. and all we have to do is give them a chance. And we need more of me and yes. we need more people to be successful because if we're successful, everybody is successful, That's right. Right? That's right? It's That's not right. a dog eat dog mm-hmm. thing. It's not mm-hmm. a zero sum game. Right? right. And so we have to get that to people to realize that, no, like don't be fearful of somebody else's rise because their rise bodes well for you too. Uh-huh. If mm-hmm. I, I'm successful, it means that your kid can be successful. That's true. If I overcome mm-hmm. obstacles, it means that your kid can overcome mm-hmm. obstacles. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, and we don't have to hide our talents for fear that, like back in the day, that you're going to take all the credit right. for my invention, right. for what I did. Right. You know, and that kind of stagnates too over time where, you know, we're just like fearful. Well, maybe we better not do that. Right. So, mm-hmm. You know, but if we collectively, like you, like so, just say we collectively think of people as people in a whole, then and and get that budget to where all schools are created equal. Yeah. You yeah. know, the key word is equal. Equal, equal, equal. pay, equal education, equal, equal, equal. 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 Yeah, because you know, that, yeah, that that has to that. those values have to show up in our policies and in our budget. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why way. we need to change policy. Exactly. Yeah. We yeah. really do. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the main key. Mm-hmm. Change. We can protest all we want yeah, to. Right. We can go out here and do all. But right. until we start changing policies right. through voting right. and propositions and right. things like that and holding our elected officials exactly. uh, accountable, uh, accountable yeah. for the work. Because, see, one thing that I find out is that we know our politicians by name mm-hmm. and name only. Mm-hmm. We do not know, know their position mm-hmm. and what they do. You can't right. tell me what a, a senator does or what a, a state representative does or a city council person. You mm-hmm. don't know those positions and those jobs, but you mm-hmm. know the names mm-hmm. of those people right. And right. It, by name only. Yeah. And, and that becomes almost like a popularity contest, right. you, know, right. you know, rather yeah. than just what does he or she stand for yeah, right, you know, yeah, right. in their position? Yeah. Exactly. We need somebody going to represent us right. in this kind of way. Exactly. And you want to know a little bit about them and their personality yeah. and exactly. their family life. And their, and their character. Are they like right? me? Yeah, and their character. Yeah, their are character. they like me? And, you know, I, I always encourage people now, this is just the way I think. Mm-hmm. When you go to vote and there are propositions and things on that docket that you don't know nothing about, <laughs> Please, and for me, I don't check a box. Because mm-hmm. you might check the wrong you one. You might check the wrong one that's going against you. <laughs> if you didn't you do know, no research. If you didn't do right. no research on that proposition, 805-802-9002 or whatever, <laughs> you know, 007, and you hit that you know yeah. that wrong box yeah, because you right. think thinking good for right, you. Right. You helping the wrong people. You, you got to take it out. You could be upping yeah. your taxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> up in your text. No, you definitely need to be uh, an engaged voter, right? An engaged citizen, right? Democracy is about having an educated populace, right? Mm -hmm. And a well-informed, you know, populace, which is why it's so disheartening to see the whole fake news movement and the president discrediting the news because he Mm -hmm. wants to do that. He wants Mm -hmm. to, you know, muddy the waters. Yeah, Mm -hmm. bring that attention Mm -hmm. so people will say, well, the media is dirty. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you can't tell what's Uh true and what's not true. So when he does something, 
that the media is reporting on, right, mm-hmm. that is not good, mm-hmm. he can just say, oh, no, they're corrupt. Don't believe them. Fake yeah. news. Yeah. Fake news. Yeah. Don't believe just your like lying Just like the coronavirus eyes. going on, the pandemic that's right. going on. Right. You know, he's wanting to open these schools. He's wanting nobody. <laughs> he won't he put never on wears, a mask. Right. Oh, but I do. I have, you know, when I'm around people. But, yeah, where everybody gets <laughs> Nobody see you with no mask. It's interesting because he's been saying since this thing started, you know, in January, it's going to go away. It's going to go away soon. But he's been saying that every day. I imagine, let's say it goes away, you know, in <laughs> September, mm. he's gonna say, "Well, I told you, I told, yep. I told you it's gonna go away soon. I said that yesterday." Mm. But well, no, you've been saying yeah, that since January. Right. Yeah. 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 Go away. Right. Nothing more than worse. Yeah. yeah. Nothing more than the flu. Right. You know what right. I mean? so, right. But you're yeah. right. There has to be accountability. And you know what he's preying on is the um, short attention span of people. Right. Yes. And and the mm-hmm. fact that people are just gonna forget. Mm-hmm. And you know, so he just does that That's and he just tweets. tries to yeah, tweet and tweets. get people excited and yeah. outraged oh, and distracted. He's something else. Yeah. Yeah. He's something else. But he's going he's gonna lose. Yeah. I don't wanna make people complacent. He's gonna lose if we do what we're supposed if to we do. do. Yeah. If we do exactly. Keyword. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Keyword. You gotta vote. You gotta turn out and you gotta vote. And those states that have those delegates Please go out and vote, yeah. you know, because yeah. that's the decision maker right, right. there. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. like Hillary won. She won the popular vote, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. She, those delegate states, yeah. she states. didn't get those. Yeah, those, those key you know. battleground states. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But like, yeah. But, I mean, we cannot allow Trump to survive, uh, one, everything he was doing in office, right, and then to have this global pandemic that affects all of us and how – He's bungled it because all these other countries, right, that also had it, a lot of them had it before us, and they've been able to deal with it, right, yes. in a competent way. Mm-hmm. And the United States, the leader of the free world, the leader of the we free are world. bungling it. We're leading in, you know, deaths mm-hmm. and cases, right? Yep. Um, so he's bungled that. And then you have this racial unrest, mm-hmm. and he's bungled that, mm-hmm. right? And, and then the economy that people were praising him for, now the economy is in the dumps. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just these three mm-hmm. items, there is no way we can reelect mm-hmm. this person, especially. And yes. then he wakes up every day. He's not even, you know, taking responsibility or trying to bring the country together. Yes. He wakes up every day to divide us. Mm-hmm. Right. Big time um, division. Right. Yes. And so he is not good for our democracy. You know, his um, niece, I guess, just wrote a book right. that's heard, coming out, uh, you know, next so week. So is Man, he trying to stop that book? He's trying to stop it from coming well, out. Telling he's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. Her yeah, name is right. Mary Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Mary Trump. Yep, Mary mm-hmm. Trump. But, you know, the publishers already, you know, have it. Um, it's going to come out. And she is saying that our democracy cannot survive another four years of Donald Trump. And I yeah. believe her. Wow. Oh, yeah. I She's against him. She's yeah. telling yeah. the truth. Yeah. She's telling the truth. How he was raised. How he was oh, a, from a his relative. Yeah. 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 A relative, you know. Yeah. A wow. relative. Yeah. A niece. A niece. That means that's your brother, your sister's daughter. Uh-huh. <laughs> she, said, she said her, um, his father was emotionally abusive and you know, her. It, how he was raised and made him incapable to um, express certain emotions. Incapable to empathize with certain people, you know. Yeah, so he like doesn't he have just, those feelings. He doesn't have yeah. those feelings. And right. it shows. Yeah, yeah it, it shows. shows. Yeah. He, he yeah. will sit with his arms crossed yeah, and stuff, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. a big kid. What about him holding that Bible up? Not only upside down, yeah, but, but on right. And yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. After his expressions, you can tell. you order the military 
yes. to fire tear gas on people so protesters. Yes. Like, oh, it you looks, can walk across it the looks like Venezuela. It looks yes. like man. some strong man country. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It does. Crazy. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. He's, he's got some mental issues, I think. Yeah. When you yeah. see sits and talks to the five and, and look, right. you know, I'll be looking at me, I'll be looking at this man, it's crazy. When, when your president says, I am a stable genius. Right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm no, smarter yeah. than the doctors. Right? The doctors are appalled, are, are just amazed at how smart I am. I am right. right. Exactly. Oh my God. Right. I that know is, more that than is e- yeah. That's egomania, yeah. isn't it? Narcissism. And it's, Narcissism. His favorite right. words yeah. are tremendous. <laughs> And what's the other one? Fantastic. Uh, no, it's another one. Hugely and yeah, you bigly. Know, bigly and you know. <laughs> I huge. mean, but he uses that tremendous yeah, word. Tremendous. You know, it's tremendously in the yeah. Come yeah. on. They've now. done a tremendous job, and yeah, it's yeah. fine. He lies a lot. Oh, yes. Yeah, he, he does. I mean, Ooh, how do you know? Liar. How do you know Donald Trump is lying? His lips are moving. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. His lips are moving. So you know. And he was so disappointed when he came here. Oh, they were and, and they were tearing yeah. down that stage <laughs> before he even got, got to speak. Yes. Yeah. Only sixty two hundred people. Yeah. In, yeah. A, in a in a venue that holds nineteen thousand. Right. Sixty two hundred people. <laughs> Oklahomans sent him a but message. You know, yeah. Yeah. They did yeah. send him a message. Yeah. But he even tried to get out of that and saying it was because of the coronavirus. Yeah. That's what he tried to lie yeah. about. Yeah, tried to lie about it. Some of them, they were they were they, camped out that Thursday. Yeah, those were, that are really right. his base. Yeah. They were camp- so you can't but say you know, that. What I'll say is this: you cannot gaslight science. You know, you cannot gaslight a virus. So yes. those older folks that are his supporters, yeah. they care more about their lives than going yes. into some arena to yes. catch a virus. Right? That's they know right. what's they happening. Do. That's right. They know That's what's right. happening to them. Right? And right. some of his aides got sick, I heard. Oh, they yeah. caught the virus. Oh, yeah. They did. Some they of sure his did. they caught the virus. He was mad. Right. He was upset because his campaign released that news, right, the day before that seven staffers, you know, got right. sick. And he was upset. Why did you release that? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's it's news. It's it fact. is news. We have to ensure have that to. people yeah, are aware. Sure. Yeah. Full disclosure. Right. right? Yeah. And then they had people sign, sign that if waiver. you cast the, yeah, yeah. Waiver, if you cast yeah. the virus, we're not responsible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, wow. man. That's a red flag yeah, right it's there. A red flag. Yeah, and I heard uh, people like Herman Cain was down there. He, he caught it. He caught it. He, he caught, caught it. it. Yeah. Right. yeah. Somebody yeah. said Judge Mathis was down there. Oh, really? I don't know how I don't believe that. that. I, I think somebody that. that looked like him. Yeah, yeah, somebody yeah, looked like, like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was no, probably Judge Mathis. Yeah. I, no, I can't see him going with Trump. Oh, no. Yeah, I couldn't see that at all. But, yeah, you had our leaders, our current congressmen in the first district. You had our governor, right? They're sitting there within you know, coughing Pre- distance of yes. Herman Cain. Yeah. Right? That's right. irresponsible. Yeah. That's, That's crazy, true. isn't it? It's crazy. Wow. Uh, I don't get it. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm I so know. glad he didn't, I'm just so glad he didn't come down on Greenwood. Mm. Woo! I'm just so glad that he didn't, he had sense enough he not to had, come down there. He would have had some, Did Pence come down? No, Pence okay, didn't go down there say, either on Greenwood. Pence went to um, Dream Center. Dream Center. Oh, okay. Right. Well, but, well, you know, you had Community leaders and activists actually go to Greenwood and but put not, a tarp. Well, they put a tarp over 
the memorial down on Greenwood. Down yeah, on I saw Greenwood. that. I saw that. And right there. to ensure that it wouldn't be used yeah, as a photo, photo op, exactly. Right. Ah. So, they yeah. covered it up. They covered it up. The yeah. memorial. Yeah, the memorial down there. <laughs> I seen it. I yeah. stood right beside because, it. Yeah. Because we all know, as he said, he made it famous. He made uh, uh, the yeah. massacre famous. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about Juneteenth. Yeah, Juneteenth. I'm sorry. He would have probably taken credit for that. Yeah, we've been having we've been having Juneteenth for I don't know how many years. That how many you years we had, don't know. Right? Oh, yeah, you just Nobody don't know. Nobody around me knew anything about it. Well, it's a whole around you. Thousands of people knew about <laughs> yeah. Juneteenth. Yeah. Well, there you he go. Made it, he made He made now he made yeah. a, he yeah. may have made it a little popular than what it is, but we've always had Juneteenth. Yeah. Oh, and you know, so he made my, it. He he might have made it popular in that more white folks are coming. To white check folks it out coming now. to check it out. Yeah, yeah. That you know be. something like yeah, that. that. But you know, it was world attention. You yeah, know, that's right. the fact that he was coming here around Juneteenth. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, because a lot of business owners on Greenwood said if he come, they were shutting down. That's right. Yeah. And then a whole lot of media came here. Mm-hmm. I know. I was down there, yeah. and I seen everybody in their grandma media yeah. down yeah. off in there. Yeah. On, you know, I'm looking at CNN, yeah. and I'm seeing folks I know. Yeah. When the leader of the free world comes. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, the eyeballs are going to be on there, and the media follows eyeballs, yeah, right? True. And there are, especially when it's conflict. And you yes. know, this is, I have a problem with this actually, y'all, because this is part of what helped Donald Trump win, and he exploited it. He knows that the media is interested in conflict and drama, and he creates, and it. he just creates it. So. And there's attention. Yeah, when he ran for office, he got all this what they call earned media, this free mm-hmm. media. He didn't have to spend a whole bunch on commercials because mm-hmm. he'll just come out and say crazy Chris, stuff, yep. and the media mm-hmm. just follows it, yep. right? And so think about this. When Barack Obama was president and Donald Trump was just a regular citizen, and he came out and he said Barack Obama was not born in America, mm-hmm. right? He was born mm-hmm. in Kenya and this whole birtherism thing. Right. Mm-hmm. The way the media should have reported that was, you know, report on what he said and then Say this is clearly false. False. The That's president right. was born in Hawaii. Yes. But, you know, and you just, But the way they reported it, Donald Trump said the president wasn't born here. The president had no comment. Good night. <laughs> right. 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 Now right. people are like, oh, there's oh. two sides. Yeah, oh, right. Right. Maybe Trump on? is right. Maybe yeah. he's right. And his base really feeds, feeds into, into that. that. Right. Mm-hmm. So the media has a responsibility to report yes. not just on what's happening, but to but also educate people on what the mm-hmm. truth is, what the yes. facts are, what is clearly false, what is clearly a conspiracy theory, right? Yes. And this president, you know, he he is just dabbles in these conspiracy theories all he day long. He loves it. That's what he lives for. Right. I hear that he wakes yeah, up at 3 o'clock it. in the morning, mm-hmm. tweeting and going down. He, they say his favorite place in the White House is this little nook right off of the kitchen. Right. And he sits there and he looks at the TV, you know, the TV and yeah. eats his junk Dur- food. Doritos. Yes, Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just eat Doritos. 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 Oh, man. But yeah, it's, double it's, burgers. And he's gained so much weight. Yeah, yeah. yeah McDonald's. No way for he's unhealthy eating. Yeah, and no got nerve to talk about Biden. You old, too. That's what I talk When I talk to evangelical Christians who seem to support him, I hope they. Come, repent and come off of that, but like I'm like, is this who you want your kids to be? You know, emulating. following after, yes. emulating, or you know, yes, this guy who Talking you say women. you want family values. He cheated on his wife. He's on his what fifth wife. Yes, he cheated on her while she was pregnant mm-hmm. with a porn star. Mm-hmm. Lies about it. Tries to pay her off. Right. 
talks about grabbing women yes. by the genitals. Yes. Like what? Calling yes. NFL players sons of bees. Right. Uh, yes. Maxine Waters low IQ. Yes. Even his buddy Amarosa, a dog. Yes. Right. You yes. know, yes. Uh, yes. and Africa shithole countries. Yes. Country yes. names like this. I mean, I like, like a, a, incarcerating children's. You know, right. at the border, at the border, yeah. caging them yeah. like animals. Too much to enumerate. Oh, and, my just like, and no. the Republicans are just being they, silent. And right. well, some of them like it. They like the idea that he's well, who he is. Well, yeah, because, because they're they the same, are, they're they're the same, same way. way. Yeah. You know, and they yeah. believe in that type yeah. of process. Yeah. Well, he talked you know? about this silent majority. I think there is a group of silent people who are watching this, and they're just disgusted. And they don't recognize the Republican Party. And mm-hmm. they're actually disappointed in their mm-hmm. leaders who they have are. not led. And they've mm-hmm. just acquiesced right. Right, to this authoritarian. Because mm-hmm. yeah. there's, there's Republicans who said they will not vote for Trump. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. he, lost a lot, he lost a lot of his administration that when he started. You right. know, a lot well, of people didn't quit. Yeah. They, they didn't, didn't quit. They flipped and, and left. Houses. And they've been all in the courtroom yeah. and being yeah. questioned and all yeah. this about yeah. different stuff and yeah. all this. And I think we Mess. give, we give you know, Trump it's crazy. too much credit. We, yeah. we think he has more power than he has. I yeah. think 2016 was actually not about Trump. It was about Hillary. I think oh yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did not want to go back to the Hillary, the Clinton years, the Clinton, right? Yeah. And they were just tired of the Clinton mm-hmm. and you know scandal after scandal, yeah. controversy after controversy, yeah, and they were just not going to vote for her, I agree. right? Yeah. And they, you know, they wanted change, and they just saw her as more of the same. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't really a vote for Donald Trump as much as it was a vote against, against Hillary. Hillary, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and then Donald Trump has come in and just not even try to unite the country and build. His base of support. He I, just focused on his one base, thirty-five percent, forty percent base. Yeah, I think it. that when African Americans don't vote, mm-hmm. then you put in who you want to put in. We vote. Okay, there you go. We can put yeah. who, who we want yeah. to yeah. in. We're, yeah. we're we are the decision makers in a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. Right. Yeah. African Americans yeah. make the decisions. Mm-hmm. About who's going to take this job, who's going to take that. When we vote, V O T E, and we right. got to yeah. vote. We got to yeah. register to vote. We got to register our children who are old enough to vote. Yes. Yeah. We got to just Stealing go. them that. Get up from that a young age. Get up yeah. that one day and go yeah. to the polls yeah. and vote. Yeah. It's not going to yeah. kill you. And do like you take your son and yeah. get him registered. Yeah. Take oh, your daughter yeah. and get him registered. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that, what you're saying is based in fact. I'll give you a statistic. So there were. People that there were swing voters from 20, um, Obama's election to Clinton's election, right? So they're called swing voters. They swung, swing voters, yeah. yeah. They swung from Obama and voted for Trump, if you can believe that, right? Wow. But then there are also another set of swing voters we don't think about. These are people who voted for Obama but then didn't vote. At all. At all in Clinton, you know, is, is mm-hmm. election. Those are swing voters as well. Right. And a lot of them are black voters, right? That's they true. came out in droves when Obama was on the ballot, Ooh. but stayed home when mm-hmm. Hillary was on the ballot because they weren't excited, you know, um, right. and a lot of them were disappointed, quite right. frankly. So mm-hmm. that's swing voters too. So sometimes we only focus on the first swing voters, which are like white working class people who went from Obama to Trump, to Trump. in, you know, mm-hmm. the Midwest. But we also have to focus on those voters, black voters, minority voters, who are excited when there's somebody on the ballot who's talking about their issues and their values. But if you're not talking to that, they're just going to stay home. And show leadership. 
Right. You know, already Biden is showing leadership by already. not doing all these rallies. He's mm-hmm. keeping his mask on. Right. He's, you know, he's. You can see it happening. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can kind of see it. It's and good. he's using social media too. Yeah. He's yes. doing like yes. like Obama did. Yeah. Obama uh, virtual, used. Yeah. He, he used social hall, media a lot. You know, quite right yeah. in there. Uh, yeah. the and he's campaign. got Obama, Obama's backing. Right. Oh, that's sure. well, we know that. We know that. That's, that's a positive. Yeah, thing. we know that. Right. For a lot yeah. of swing voters, that right. might be positive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and this, but the thing is, this, I think this election is unique because Trump is a unique candidate. Where he, because he sucks up all all the oxygen and makes everything about him, this election is going to be about him. It's going to be mm-hmm. a referendum on Trump. So really, in my honest opinion, Joe Biden could stay in that basement all he wants, right? <laughs> he could stay in that basement yep. because it is going to be a referendum, uh, referendum on Trump. And Joe Biden, just his character, his sense of decency, right? He seems like a mm-hmm. kind guy. Even yes. his fellow senators, right, right. You know, yeah. on the Republican side say he's the nicest guy we've ever met, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it draws a stark contrast with this president who's just mean-spirited, Yes. Narcissistic, just you know, terrible man, uncaring, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, uncaring man, yeah. unapologetic, right? Uh, just you know, my way or the highway, yeah. Yeah. and this is yeah. what I'm going to yeah. do. Me, You're me, me. Fired. Yeah, yeah. He was asked, I'll "Have you ever prayed? Yeah, do you pray for forgiveness? You know, from God?" He said, "He's never prayed for forgiveness because he's never done anything wrong. <laughs> I've never done nothing wrong. <laughs> oh, nothing my wrong, right? God. That sounds like him, right? The same guy that quotes that the Bible." About. Says two Corinthians. Yeah, two Corinthians. Two Corinthians. Sound like the beginning of a joke, you know, he by himself. Two Corinthians walking through a bar. Oh, man. But that's his nature right there. Yeah, that is. Right, that's his nature. So, great, great. Well, man, as we get uh, close to the end of the show, I want to thank you, man, for taking time out. Man, it's been fun, it's been enjoyable. You know, Kojo Osamoa Caesar for Yay! Congress, y'all. Yeah, Congress, y'all right. get out and vote. People can find out more information, learn about, you know, me, my character, my values, my stances at kojoforcongress.com. K-O-J-O-F-O-R congress.com. Um, and then, you know, help us sign up to be a volunteer and donate to our campaign so we can get our message out to everybody yes. in the first congressional district. Right, right. Yes. And we all we want to also let you know if you haven't registered to vote, mm-hmm. you can come by Eaton Media Services. Again, come by Eaton Media Services located at 1533 North Norfolk. We got the forms mm-hmm. and the papers that you can fill out. And you can just mm-hmm. fill them out right here right. and uh hey, that election card will be coming in the mail to you. That's right. And you'll be able to vote. That's yeah, right. you know, so you can do that. Yeah. Kojo, thank you, man. Thank you thank so, so much, much. man. Yes, and, uh, it's been a pleasure. We're going to back back, yeah. get you back in here yeah. now. We're going to get you in there for the debate. Yeah. Bobby's going to work oh, on I'm that. I'm going to work on that. Right. I, I love, this. I love to hear <laughs> what he would have to say <laughs> across from you. Right. Yeah. Because I'm not backing down. Yeah. We already know. You know, because people... When, especially if you're a black candidate. Oh, you can't say that. Yeah. No. Once again, trying to make them Exactly. Nope. Yeah. I'm telling the truth. That's why we tell our stories all the way on the Bobby Eads yeah. show. That's right. Thanks, man, for coming on out here, okay? Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, hey, Sansory, it's been a yes. great show. Of course. Uh, great guy. Yeah. And we just want uh, to tell our listeners to get out and vote. That's right. Get out That's and it. vote. And if you didn't get to hear the whole show, just go to the Bobby Eaton Show. Just Google the Bobby Eaton Show. Go to the archives. You can listen to every word that this very, very smart, energetic, 
changing, wants change in our Congress for our state. And we you can need listen it. to you can listen to Kojo and everything that we've said here this evening, and I think you'll have a, you, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, we'll you'll enjoy it. And we're going to have him back. Yeah, we that's that's what we're going to do. Yeah, we're going to have him back. I have can't wait. him back. Yeah. All right. Till the next time. Have a good one. Strength and blessings, everyone. We head to the sky and we'll see you again. Bye.